You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. We take the um, focus back to the mining industry uh, right now, uh, where the uh, local industry actually released its uh, latest figures for the production value for 2022, and it uh, recorded a another record year. Uh, for the uh, value of the production of minerals from platinum to gold and coal, all reaching a new record of 1.18 trillion rand. And that's even with all the challenges that happened uh, throughout the year that uh, we all know uh, right now, in fact, uh, perhaps even sounding like a broken record at this stage, but a record uh, production value year for the mining industry, notwithstanding the challenges around Transnet and uh, SCOM. So let's get into the key uh, risks then and opportunities that lie ahead for the minerals industry in the year ahead. I've got uh, Wandisile Madlana, the uh, partner at Bowman's uh, South Africa for more on this. Wandisile, thanks so much for your time. Just first of all, the uh, numbers coming from the Minerals Council today talking about the uh, second record for production value for the mining industry in a uh, row. What do you make of the resilience of the sector so far? Thank you. Good evening, Fifi. I think these numbers really show us one thing, that the mineral sector is resilient. And in common parlance, one can say they really show that mining matters. That is, the current challenges we see we can really overcome with concerted effort and collaboration between different stakeholders what are the key challenges, the pressing challenges uh, you reckon the industry is facing right now that um, you think can be fixed? Uh, there's, there's few. <clears throat> Some are global in nature, which is not really unique to mining. The geopolitical issues, uh, the global climate change, all those factors. But in South Africa, we have some of them some of the challenges which are unique. If you would have uh, anyone who listened to the minister this morning when he opened the mining endeavor, identify a few of them and some of those came out in your intro. That is, whilst we have achieved this record production level, we aren't getting the product out to the market as fast as we can, simply because of port control or port restrictions or port access constraints which therefore in itself present an opportunity on how to unlock that. And the other one, which is widely known, is the whole issue of security of supply of electricity. And as you would have seen throughout the minister's speech and other analysis earlier on, to identify the fact that there could be several opportunities arising from that. But I think the theme of the mining in Daba 2023 captures it all. If we look into what the theme is, sustainability, security, and supply are really capturing the challenges and opportunities that still lie with the industry. Mm. And just as you uh, see it, I mean, if we uh, try to take the approach of looking at the uh, glass uh, half full as opposed to half empty, what opportunities do you see in uh, solving for some of these challenges from the challenges around logistics as well as the challenges around uh, power for the private sector and the public sector to partner uh, more 
on solving these because I think that uh, we can all agree that uh, no single entity will be able to do it alone. Yes, no, I agree. So starting with the power itself, I think this presents an opportunity for the private sector to play even a greater role in security of supply of power. And for that, to demonstrate the level of collaboration that has happened is in the first instance, the regulatory framework is starting to create an environment that allows the private sector to play a meaningful role. As you'd recall, a few years ago, we limit the private sector independent power producer could produce without the need of the license was limited to one megawatt. Over years, that increased to 100 megawatts, and as of recently, about two weeks ago, that limit has been removed. So from a generation perspective, the framework and the liberalization allows for greater liberalization, for greater liberalization and access and role to be played by private sector players. Of course, they're still constrained, or especially around network access. Therefore, those still needs to be unlocked in order for the private sector to play a full role it can play in unlocking and resolving this situation. But I think for me, encouragingly, when one looks at the minister's speech today, is it, 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 he recognizes it that with the help of the private sector, we can unlock it. And in particular, in the court system, he mentions it by name, that there needs to be a role private sector plays. And he mentioned some of the examples that Transnet itself and Minerals Council are collaborating in that regard. And a public procurement process has started to bring in some level of private sector role in the royal and port systems. So mm. that then shows that with private sector participation, we can, unsolve, we can unlock this. And the role private sector can play is not limited to these two issues, power and ports, across the civil chain. As you would know, on security, private sector does currently play a role, has several initiatives with collaborate with South African police services. So its private sector role guided can be expanded. Just last question, legally, I mean, are there any uh, legal uh, issues that still need to be combed through uh, for the mining sector that perhaps could potentially uh, hold back further investments into the sector here? Any legal reform is often incremental. It often, unfortunately, follows in two parts. It can be forward-looking as a result of, of planning, or it can be reactive to resolve an identified issue. For me, encouragingly to date, as, as an example, if we use power, is our power supply uh, industry was <coughs> entirely dominated by ESCOM over the years through legal interventions and regulatory reforms we have seen that space liberalized. So as the problems become more refined, then we can over we can change those. And I think government is quite alive and industry is alive. It is for that reason at least there has been a concerted drive to reform ESCOM and divisionalize into three different units. 
those reforms are still needed and until they are put in place. Once they are put in place, I think the role private sector can play would become even more clear. So one of the examples now is, under the current regime as an example, access to to the network is on an undiscriminated basis. But therefore that means is, in the case of, even if I've supplied electricity to the system and there is no shedding, I have no preferential access to the network because of supplied electricity. Therefore, that may make someone not invest as now as they would if they were guaranteed some preferential access. I'm not calling for their preferential access, but I'm saying as solutions and challenges become more clearer, then better solutions will emerge, and some of those would require policy and regulatory interventions. But until then, does not mean different role players must hold back on at least agreeing on possible solutions to the challenges we face. Well, we can only hope. Uh, but uh, Wandisile, thanks so much for uh, your time just uh, digging into the sector for us and uh, just laying the ground of uh, how you see the lay of uh, the land. Wandisile Madana, partner at uh, Bowman South Africa. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.